Welcome all you creeps to Murder on the 420 Express, episode 3. Hey. Hey, it's Mandy. It's Lisa. And uh, we're going to be presenting to you a really great strain that Lisa found. And oh, yes, courtesy of my bud tender here <laughs> at the dispensary in Reno. She's awesome. I think her name is Van... I'm sorry. I don't even know her name. I feel really bad. It might bad, be Vanessa. It might be Jessica. Yes. She has the Uma Thurman haircut yeah. from Pulp Fiction. Like short She's black hair. So totally rad. I love her. She's awesome. So if you're in the Reno, Nevada area, check her out. She'll give you good advice and a good strain for whatever yes. you're doing. Just like she did today. today. Or yeah. not today, but like well, a when you went there. when I went there. So today's strain of the day is called White Sangria. Mm. I like sangria. I like sangria as a drink, but I also like smoking it. This sangria is perfect for this case because it's actually based in Madrid, Spain, which sangria is a really great drink to have when you're in Spain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is a functional indica dominant strain. Um, Is a and blah 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 blah. blah, blah. (laughs) This functional indica dominant strain is a cross between a Tahoe Hydro. OG and Gelato 45. Um, it's a bright green and it features little purple specks everywhere. Okay, yeah, giving it that indica appearance. And the fragrance is pine, citrus, and sweetness. I was gonna say with Tahoe and Gelato, that sounds like it'd be really earthy and sweet, which is kind of some of my favorite combinations. I also like the citrus factor to a lot of strains as well, because I know that's gonna give me uh, energy. Usually those are found with sativa, so this being an indica dominant hybrid, it's kind of a nice relaxation, mm-hmm. well balanced bud. I can feel that. Yeah, no, I really like I it. I can feel that like right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it kind of relieved a headache that I was getting on prior to this, as well as like the heat stresses me out, like mm-hmm. emotionally. So I feel like, all right, my head's cool, my body's yeah. feeling good. I don't feel like that anxiousness. Well, to give everybody an update on what's going on, I know most of our listeners are based here in Reno, and if you're not one of our listeners that are based here in Reno. Let's tell you what's going on. Um, what's so going on, Lisa? There's a there's a shit ton of fires, and outside, I shit you not, you can't see smoky. anything, and it's just so smoky. So it's the kind like of haze you don't want. It's no. not a beautiful. It's a wildfire, and possibly man-made started fires just happening. It's actually the Redding Fire. Okay. Um, it is. It has taken 90, or sorry, it's taken over 80 acres so far. It's 5% contained. Oh, gosh. And um, it is approximately, right now, what Sean told me is is that it's approximately 10 miles away from downtown Reading. That's So, like, crazy. they've evacuated the whole area, and... And Reading's bigger than people think. Like, it's yeah. so small, but it's almost like Reno of California. Yeah. So, um, last night... He mm-hmm. came home and he's like, I don't want to hear you bitch about your car, which my car died, everybody. Yeah, so wish Woo! her good luck on finding a new one. <laughs> yes. If you got a car you just want to give away, that's Hit in good condition. Up. <laughs> I will gladly take it off your hands. Yeah, same but, here. You got a Lexus, I'll take it. <laughs> so he was telling me, he's like, I better not hear you bitch and complain about your car. And I was like, why? And he's like, because 92,000 people are like... Their houses, they're homeless. Like, think about that. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm not really that upset at this because new car. You know what, though? You gotta, <laughs> you gotta spin that around on Sean, though. You should say, you know I what? I did. Better not complain about your food. There are plenty of people went, starving. We went to Walmart later that night, and he was like, kind of being grumpy and just gosh. like indecisive. Sean's got like what, two moods of like Business what to get grumpy. <laughs> for like, um, for like the new place. For, like the apartment that we're moving oh, to. Yeah. He was like getting all like kind of like and I was just like, remember ninety two thousand people are out of home. Good. And he was just like that's yeah. fucked up. And I was just like, don't fucking use that on that's me. That's what then. you get for being an asshole. I mean yes, granted, we do wish the ninety two thousand people that are being evacuated the best and that yes. hopefully we'll have some sites within the next couple episodes that you can maybe donate to mm-hmm. for those lost homes. But as of right now, it kind of stands that if you're an asshole, you're going to get it back. Whether you're being a truthful asshole or just a mean butthead, Mm -hmm. it's going to come back to you. Mm -hmm. It's called the ripple effect. It's called karma. 
All right, so back on topic. This okay. buzz is a happy uplift, uh, uplifting, uplifting. Um, it is a perfect strain for people who are looking for relief from depression, anxiety, and minor physical discomfort. The more you use it, this strain takes a semi-sedative, um, sedative quality, so okay. it leads to a more persuasive relaxation. Okay. So, the more you smoke on it, the more... You feel more uh, chill. Yeah. It's... Which is definitely yeah. what I'm feeling for this story. It gives you that nice timeline to get that body high, so it's not instant couch log. It's almost like, all right, we're going to take a gentle yes. ride. Because, like, I'm, I I don't know this case, guys. This case that it's Mandy awesome. is going to present. That's all you need to know. I don't know anything about it. I just know, like, of, like, the 15-minute YouTube video I, like, like, read, like, watched. Played. Yes. Yeah. So I, I get the premise of where it comes from. I just don't know it, and I'm so excited for this. So this case is going to be awesome because Lisa doesn't know it, and you listeners don't know it, or most of you probably don't know it, but this is the case of uh, Estefania Gutierrez-Lazaro. This woman, or this 18-year-old girl, was based in Madrid, Spain. She died with no known or no determined cause of death, but also the true events that stemmed the recent Netflix horror special, Veronica. If you have not seen it, and you are into foreign horror films, which can sometimes be the best horror films from my perspective, the watch orphanage it. was really good. Orphanage is good. Also, just another, like, not really horrific movie is Pan's Labyrinth, so I really do mm-hmm. like that director, but... Um, uh, yeah, Veronica is really great, plus the soundtrack is awesome. Uh, it was one of the scarier movies that I've seen in a long time, which for me, uh, my boyfriend and I have a huge, and I mean huge, horror movie collection. We are horror enthusiasts, so it's hard to impress us, and this movie definitely did, um, along with The Witch, if you guys haven't seen it. Those are two very different movies, but both talking about teenage girls going through some supernatural weird shit. Anyways, so back to the case. Uh, Veronica was based loosely on the life of Estefania uh, Gutierrez-Lazaro in Madrid, Spain in the early 1990s. Uh, In 1990, Lazaro and two other classmates decided to use a Ouija board to communicate with one of the classmates' uh, recently deceased boyfriend who had died in a motorcycle accident. So they decided, okay, well... Uh, in the movie, and this is not a spoiler alert because this mm-hmm. is just some basic scene, uh, there's actually an eclipse that happens, a solar eclipse. Um, so everyone's on the rooftop looking through the little like lenses so that they don't go blind. Well, Veronica and her friends in the movie go down to the basement decide that they're going to do a seance because they heard it was best to do it during this eclipse. That wasn't the case with Estefania. What ended up happening is she actually did get caught by a teacher in an abandoned classroom doing the seance. Um, um, also portrayed in the movie was Veronica was trying to get in touch with her uh, father who had passed away. Estefania's parents, or I'll just name her Lazara because it's easier for me to say. Lazara's parents uh, were actually well alive and good, so this was just to communicate with the dead boyfriend. What ended up happening is the seance was actually interrupted, which if anyone is like a Ouija enthusiast or has done seances or dabbles with the occult, knows that a, a seance... Do yeah, it. don't ever disrupt don't it. Do you it. need to close that portal properly, just like you opened it. Plus, it is advised to get blessed. How about we just don't do one at all and say we did? Dude, I'm kind of down for that because I had a really weird experience. So when I was 13, I was doing Ouija with two of my best friends. And um, basically, in my mind as a 13-year-old girl, and I still believe this to this day, I'm not going to say my friends' names. We'll just call them um, Sally and Jane. Uh, Sally ended up getting possessed. I really felt like she got possessed. She got pushed back. Her eyes, like, rolled back very unnaturally. Like, granted, everyone can kind of flutter their eyes back. Her eyes rolled back. And she started muttering. And it was like a minute that felt like hours that this happened. Her mom came in. We ended up finishing our session because her mom was actually really cool. Her mom was young and she was like into the whole Ouija seance paranormal stuff. Um, 
That but anyways, not something you encourage your children to do, though. No, and I had a lot of friends' moms who did. I think it was just I don't know. I think like the what? younger moms definitely kind of encouraged it. My mom was a very open minded. My grandmother well, she was really would never. Be no, like, not yes, now. Let's do a sale. Not now. My mom's like a very hardcore Christian now. But when I was younger, she was very open minded. But my friend's mom like actually showed us how to close it. We decided that we were going to get rid of it, so we decided to bury it um, in a local playground, and it ended up finding its way back uh, to my friend's house. Then she tried to burn it, and it ended up not getting destroyed. She actually had to give it away in a yard sale, Uh. which is creepy enough as it is, because apparently Uh. Ouija boards, you have to give them away. They'll never actually leave. It's a weird, I guess, lore of them. But my friend actually experienced paranormal activity for, I, I would say, up until probably like two years ago when she finally um, got blessed by a priest. And I'm not saying that maybe that's what took it away, but it might have been a mm-hmm. factor. Um, but she had paranormal activity in every place that she lived in. Always just weird, strange events. Always drawn to that kind of like darkness. And I do believe because she might have been possessed at that time that it kind of brought that about. Dude, did you ever play those games growing up where it's kind of like light as a feather, stiff as a board, but, mm-hmm. um, so you have one person laying down, and then you have one person at the head of the place with their two fingers, like, right here, underneath, Right underneath like the, your ears, or, like, behind yeah, your neck, yeah. Right where that bump is, like, at the bottom of your skull. And then everybody else puts, like, their two fingers underneath, like, the body and stuff like that, and the person who is at the, like head says this story and and the person laying down is supposed to imagine what is going on so Mm -hmm. like for instance it's like fingers uh, underneath someone yeah so for instance it's like uh so you're lost in the woods Mm -hmm. and you hear noise you turn around and you see a wolf uh, standing right behind you Mm -hmm. you go to pet it and it bites you okay you lose consciousness, and five minutes later, you wake up to your friends shaking you awake. Okay. When I count to three, open your eyes. Mm-hmm. So it's one, two, three. And then they wait, like they open their eyes. You you sit up, mm-hmm. and if you lifted up the back, like your back shirt, like, and you looked on your back, there would be teeth marks and scratches. On From like this, oh yeah. my gosh! Do you? Do I you remember. I know. I remember these because everyone was kind of like interested in this weird stuff. I remember playing games like that to where you'd wake up and you'd have like bruises or it'd be like whatever you imagined and got you to like that trance, that dreamlike state. But it would be so physical, like your dreams, like a Freddy like nightmare movie, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. Like Freddy could attack you through your dreams, and this was a game that was similar to that. Yeah. yeah. So like we all did it. We did it up until like the wee hours of the fuck. Of morning, of like, course, yeah. Because we're like, kids. oh, because as soon as you put it down, like you put yeah. your shirt down yeah. and lift it back up to see if it was still there, they were gone. It's weird. I always so, remember like like heat marks and stuff like yeah. that. It's it's weird to think like, is it really dabbling into something supernatural, or is this a physical ability that people don't think that we have? Like using more of our brain for like telekinesis, or if we can't well, actually. If you think about it, levitate. it's the younger people that are doing it. Like you always do it as a kid. Yeah. You never do it as an adult. Yeah. Because, well, and like younger kids, they have more of that innocence. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just more of a subconscious thing. Like oh. Yeah, they don't know really what they're getting into, which... Like, I do believe in fairies, and fairies appear, and where if you don't believe in fairies, they're not It's seeing what you want to see, basically. Yeah. Well, the case that happened with uh, Lazaro, or Estefania Lazaro, is the fact that she did dabble into the occult. She was known within her friend group to dabble in the occult. And be that as it may, doing the seance and not closing it properly really freaked herself out. But she was also one in the friend group that dabbled more than most. And then the two other friends that were doing the seance with her stated that they saw, like, smoke. Like, a really heavy gray mist Mm. that was just surrounding Estefania that Estefania actually inhaled. Which started the weird series of events um, that we'll go over after the seance. She's that one friend... Where, you know, you all, like, grew up together, and as soon as you hit middle school, it's like she's that one friend that 
came back from summer break and she was just a completely different person. She's all like just paranormal. She's like does uh, psychic readings and seances every weekend. Yeah. Esoteric practices. Okay, so basically she... I wouldn't say this was a Stephanie because I think she was a really nice girl from what I read about her. Uh, but, you know, we've all got that one friend who kind of turns into, like, the crazy bitch from witchcraft. And you just oh, kind of, like, like you love them for, like, yeah, or the craft. Yeah, not yes, from witchcraft, from the craft. Nancy. You know, you love her for who she is, and you know she's this way for a reason. But at the same time, you're like, if this bitch was given power, she'd go way too fucking far. Uh, maybe that was the case with the Stephanie, and maybe that's why it only affected her. Uh, but following the seance, mm-hmm. uh, I guess she started to suffer, especially after inhaling that black smoke, which I find to be a bit odd. Um, she started to suffer from seizures and hallucinations. And I couldn't get a direct timeline, but um, these seizures and hallucinations, she'd also say that she heard disembodied voices all the time, which this is really a case that kind of ties into our last two episodes of the Bell Witch haunting a teenage girl, as well as... It's almost like she, like you're going crazy. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, literally what she sounded like in her accounts to her parents. Mm, yeah, and this, like, the Bella Witch was the first U.S. documented, like, paranormal <laughs> case. Although it's rare and very mysterious, uh, this isn't the first, but this is one of only a few documented cases in Spain that there's an unknown cause of death as well as very substantial, even police-documented supernatural activity. Um, mm, yeah. So so the hallucinations she also had like a bit of split personality afterwards where she would be seen with extreme fits of rage and barking and snarling at her younger siblings out of nowhere she claimed to see these tall shadow people haunting her home and especially haunting her um bedroom and her i'm gonna cry you okay oh no (laughs) sorry I, i thought i had to burp so i was like wait a second um but haunting her bedroom uh, and she went to her parents several times and when they finally started to see that her health was also declining from these seizures they took her to doctors but every test that they did I mean they did poisoning tests even uh, carbon monoxide which is one of the biggest theories in this case they did tests on that uh, pre and post-mortem and this went on for six two to six months there's not a real timeline that I could gather but two to six months Um, depending on the source that's accredited. Uh, But after her death, her body was still um, examined, and she only lived six months after the incident with the Ouija Ouija board. Yeah, this happened in 1990. She died August 1991 at the age of 18. And supposedly in the movie... Um, you'll you'll have to watch it, but there's a lot of predictions that are made that some of them are confirmed by friends and family members that she might have predicted her own death because of what was going on with the paranormal um, activity in her house as well as just constantly following her. It was almost like more of a modern-day Bell Witch situation, like with Betsy, only it was a Stephanie Lazaro. And there was... This time, she's the one... Yeah, she's the one acting out with everyone. That's why, um, so going further into this case, uh, if I kind of go backtrack and everything, um, the police were not involved. Okay, actually, so Stephanie died within um, two to six months. I'm going to say six months because that's what I read for most of it. There was one report that said two months, which I thought was weird. Um, Six months uh, at Gregoria Maranon Hospital in Madrid. Um, they could not tell if she had been dealing with mental illness because it wasn't hereditary in her family that was documented. Mm-hmm. Um, but the police were not involved until after her death. So everything else had, you know, the family had kind of sought out friends and family members for advice. And finally, when she passed away, I, I guess they were it's- kind of hoping to mourn and the closure and trying to figure out what happened to cause her daughter to go so far off kilter and die. I mean... I kind of understand that because, you know, she was, what, a teenager? So yeah, she was 18. So, like, you're, like, in a parent's point of view, you would just be like, they're just going through a phase. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, something's just not right. Like, something's just Maybe we, yeah. you know, maybe this, it, it'll pass or whatever. Like, I can understand that. And then, you know, when she did die, I would understand, like, I want to just mourn this. I, I like, it's 
like I don't understand what went wrong. Yeah, well, her parents were the first one to claim that the occult activity that she'd been involved with, doing those seances, and I don't know, it doesn't really go further into what she might have dabbled into, Um, but they say that they believe that was the cause of her death. And reason being is that after she passed away for about two years after the family still lived in that same apartment, um, there was constant hauntings and paranormal activity. In one documented case, um, or police report, I should say, Mrs. Gutierrez was actually strangled by a tall, shadowy figure. There was constant shadow figures that were seen throughout the entire apartment. Mm. There was banging noises for no, like disembodied banging noises throughout the entire house and empty rooms. Doors that were perfectly functional were slamming shut. And this is what police also saw. So after a year, one exact year later is when the police were finally called because the, the hauntings got so bad it was affecting their daily life. They reached out to friends, family members, religious leaders and nothing was changing so they thought that maybe there might have been something like that the police could identify or maybe if they got this documented it can kind of go out there and someone could find them based on this information that they were sharing mm-hmm. um so when the police actually got there they were extremely nauseous they were like hit with this like wall of just this nauseousness uh the two first visiting officers in this year visit afterwards um and they couldn't find anything except for the disembodied banging which i'd mentioned before as well as the doors closing opening and closing opening and closing so they were really uncomfortable and they decided to wait outside of the apartment building and not go back in and they kind of encouraged the family to leave but um they decided not to then the last visit there was a few other visits in between but the last visit was about two years after the death of Stephania when the family actually came forward to the police after multiple visits and said hey we think this has something to do strangely with our daughter's death because she did die in this weird way um when the police went to do that last uh visit a police officer was almost hit by a swing door that swing that um i shouldn't say swing that uh, opened so hard and so (laughs) fast hit against the wall that it would have it would have seriously bruised or hurt this police officer crucifixes were um uh throughout the house they were a religious family the crucifix like jesus was taken off the cross in this house, like weird little statue things were happening like that with religious affiliation. That's so weird. <laughs> Creepy, right? And then um, there was also glass shattering. There was, uh, oh, the weirdest thing, I'll say this now, one of the weirdest things, or two weird things, was that there were brown stains that were appearing everywhere, that there's a lot of theories that this might have been mold and like a mold poisoning. But. Was that ever investigated though? It was. So and there was no mold? testing of mold, which makes it even weirder because where are these stains coming from? They wasn't tested to be like a known substance. It was I literally identified in like the Spanish terms of like brown goop, like brown goop stains. Yeah. Weird. Dude, what if it's like spiritual residue? Like yeah. you know, in Ghostbusters, how they just have that... Like the sticky, well, there's actually a lot of movies too that carry that, that say, you know, like statues will cry, this like weird, it's not even always blood or anything, but like uh, hauntings will have statues cry like a black substance. Yeah, it's like this weird, like, I forgot what movie it was, but they said it was like spiritual residue or whatever. Yeah. It was like green. green. I know that Ghostbusters did have that. Um, Did they? Okay, good. Yeah, so you're good. <laughs> we'll just have to rewatch Ghostbusters to make sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, not bad. The, the number one weirdest thing is that police officers and family members witnessed a photo of a Stephanie self-combust, and everything was fine except for the frame for the frame of the picture. But her school picture, her last known school picture at the age of 18, just ignited in flame, and everything else was fine. In the house. And they, they there's actually Did pictures you can find no. of this portrait that was caught on fire. No. Just self-combust. They don't have videos, obviously, but they do have pictures for the documented evidence for that paranormal police case. So, was there any evidence that she was actually possessed? So, going around and around, um, I do want to say like, that... Like, did they even, like think to consider that her their daughter might be possessed so before she passed away stephanie actually sought out a nun 
Um, I'm not sure she if it was through it her herself. school or, yeah, through her Catholic, uh, through her, um, local cathedral church or whatever. Um, but she sought out a nun for, she sought out a nun to kind of be blessed and to see what was going on. And supposedly this nun, um, could feel the attached spirit and the attached spirit was not a good one. So she said, you need to stop what you're doing. You need to go get yourself blessed. She gave her all these tips on how to help bless yourself in which Estefania followed, but unfortunately to no avail, she still ended up paired. I have a weird thing of like, you know, when you get tips like that, what if it wasn't a good tip? Well, yeah, because if you're trying to like self-help yourself, if you know what I mean, like, let's Google my symptoms today. Mm -hmm. Oh, I should have died of cancer four years ago. Yeah, you're just doing like, yeah. For me, like if you're going to do that... And then you try those tips out. I feel like that would only, like, anger whatever was attached to her. And that Especially would... if it wasn't the correct way. Like, maybe she... If she dabbled with the occult, but she didn't believe in Catholicism, then her seeking something out, her, her seeking a nun in the Catholic religion, I don't see... If you don't believe in it, I don't what see if, how it will help you. What if she if wasn't strong enough? Do you know what I mean? What if, like, mentally... And like physically, she was just too weak. Like this thing had just been slowly like a chisel and axe, just like bearing down on her. Yeah. So say that she was doing everything right, but she just wasn't strong enough to actually get rid of it herself. That it ended up killing her. Well, and that's what really blew doctors' minds because doctors aren't going to go on a supernatural aspect 100% of the time, uh, even regardless of their religious beliefs. A lot of doctors believe that she hit a mental break, which physiologically destroyed herself. Um, so whether is it was that even a word physiologically, yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, you have like physio- physiological responses, which is your emotional and like mental health stimulating your physical health i learned a word today guys physiological i can't even say it i don't even want to um so anyways yeah so doctors had predicted that maybe she had a mental breakdown which uh, you know like i said there was no known documentation of a hereditary factor causing paranoia schizophrenia split personalities mental breakdowns but you know what it happened somewhere and it could be that it might have just not been hereditary it just happened to be with her um mm-hmm be that the case uh they thought that maybe these hallucinations kind of caused her to be so frightful that it was wearing down on her physically and she ended up just perishing because of her own mental health causing her physical ailment even though they did tested tests and every single test that they did she came back fine there was no known identifiable cause for her to even be sick just based on her own word and seeing the seizures but still to me, I feel like that's still, like, like, to me, that says possession. Because if there's nothing wrong, but obviously you can see that there's something wrong, then maybe you yeah. should... Yeah, I completely agree see. with that. That's just weird. Like, the... to me, it, it's so sketchy because nobody did anything to help her. It, I or think, was she just so hard-headed that she was just like, I don't want anybody's help? Well, I guess she um, hid a lot of this from her mom until it got so bad that she finally opened, it, opened up, whether it was two months later or closer to four months later. Uh, obviously, her parents took her into the doctors immediately when they started to see the seizures, but these fits of rage and these hallucinations and these disembodied voices and these shadowy people... Um, to me personally, if you're starting to see that and then you're staying up and you're not going to sleep and you're caught, like, if you, you have epilepsy, seek. staying up like that will induce yeah. a seizure. And if she's constantly staying up and constantly anxious and constantly worried, I mean, I can only see her health deteriorating from that point on. She didn't actually end up going to um, seek out her mom until, like, maybe a couple months had passed. And by that time, if she only lived, like, six months after the can original you, incident. Can you imagine a daily... Like, not getting a break from that. Just the... For months before even saying anything. Just an attachment. Which is very known in the Christian religion that... 
attachments happen it's like an attachment to your body is like an oppression so uh, demonic possession and evil spirit possession doesn't happen as like you're automatically possessed it happens with this breaking down of your spirit constantly with depression then oppression like the weight of the world things just not working out and you're just lack of of faith and then going into a demonic possession of like finally your body is kind of open for that um especially if she did dabble into the occult you don't know where her beliefs stood but if it was that she was open and if it was that she happened to be opened up a portal for something evil to attach itself and then a constant oppression to eventual possession i mean that would make sense on a supernatural bias Mm -hmm. with everything that was accounted for but nobody takes supernatural into consideration as. But that's why this reason. case is still unsolved. This case is completely undetermined. I mean, Spain literally has paranormal documented activity that they can't determine the cause of death. This girl was at her prime. There was no known um, heart disease. There was no known hereditary factors causing mental illness. Uh, all of a sudden, a seance happens and supernatural activity starts going. Let me tell you what. You have a seance. You open that door. For supernatural activity, you just stuck your foot in for something to grab and pull you down. Whether it's going to be good or bad, it still opened up a door. And possibly she was the most susceptible one in that group of three. So, what happens next? Alright, so so this, we'll go over some theories. Because it's kind of a short case since it only was documented within the first two years of that happening. And it was a, just a lot of similar police reports, similar uh, after her death, going and investigating this quote-unquote insidiously haunted apartment. Um, so I want to go over some theories because I think it's really good to look at logic as well as supernatural based on, uh, you know, um, articles, uh, comments, as well as, you know, people post on Reddit about this case, especially when the movie came out. Um, there's also a lot of... Uh, international websites and if you are fluent in Spanish and you can read um, Spanish I would definitely encourage you reading some of the police reports because they're quite interesting so the first theory um, (coughs) and we're going in chronological order not chronological but basically order of logic is a low level I like that (laughs) yeah we're going in chronological order get it in (laughs) logical order logical um so low-level carbon monoxide poisoning. Was there any evidence, though? There was no tested evidence, but sometimes those things aren't always tested. There's a certain percentage, a certain error of or margin of error that can show that it's not necessarily that or not be picked up on. Um, This would explain the seizures, uh, sickness, and possible delirium or hallucinations. However, most people that start to have seizures based on carbon monoxide poisoning in in general Mm -hmm. die within 20 to 30 minutes. They don't live two to six months after they get poisoned. So that doesn't make any... Also, her test done post-mortem for poisoning, and also before she passed away, nothing was found. Okay. And if it was... And you also said mold, right? But there was no evidence of mold. And she was the only one affected in her household. No one else reported being sick. No one else reported dealing with these factors. So, and she was sharing a room. She was sharing a room with her siblings. So, Man, I wouldn't want to share a room with yeah, her. Yeah, with some snarling-ass, barking teenage girl. Like, teenage girls are scary waking enough. Up? Can you imagine Bits waking of up rage? and your fucking sister is just staring at you in the fucking corner of your room, growling and snarling you know at your ass? My boyfriend's in this room right now, and he can attest, I love my sister to death. My family's just crazy in general. My sister is a crazy bitch. And <laughs> she is. She's younger than me, Capable. and I... Huh? Capable. Capable, yeah. She's younger than me, and she is... Where I'm a very, like, if I'm going to attack you, like, we've definitely butt heads. We've definitely... When we were younger, we were physically, like, hands-on duking it out. Um, if I'm going to I attack you, I'm going to go full force with that attack. I'm not going to waste my time bullshit. I'm not going to waste my time with mind games. My sister, however... She'll mess with you. She will mess with you, and she'll think it out. So, luckily, we're both on, like, that level of genius that we, I know, but it's scary as fuck. My sister would be that type of person, like, just to teach you a lesson, like, I'll scare you that bad. Oh, my God, no. 
I know. Ugh. I know, dude. I know. It's crazy. We both have, like, our strengths uh, in in that factor. But, yeah, my sister's pretty crazy. She's been that crazy. It's not an everyday occurrence. She has to work her energy up. But when she decides to blast off, like, pop off, I'm telling you, like, Let's be warned. Off. Yeah, be warned. Um, so... Also, going back to when the police entered the apartment the first time after Estefania died. The police nauseousness. nauseousness, which is kind of like that first sign that maybe there was carbon monoxide or maybe some poisonous gas or poisonous mold that was in the area that was affecting that apartment building. Although no other reports of paranormal activity in that apartment But the, that's the thing is, is if there is high levels of EMF, mm-hmm. people experience headaches nauseousness Mm -hmm. and usually that's in uh paranormal terms yeah that's a spirit okay yeah electromagnetic field fucking spirit you gotta think yeah so i can understand that like everybody has their own tolerance too Mm -hmm. so it just depends on how susceptible you are well and if the family got so used to it but these police officers are coming in as like obviously rookies to supernatural come in into this huge like magnetic field zone of like temperatures are decreasing temperatures are raising like that was another thing also documented by police reports like entering rooms that would be ice cold out of nowhere, just freezing cold. Dude, I will say, that is my number one fear, okay, is to walk into a room. Doesn't matter what kind of room it is. If I walk into really a nice room, room, and it's freezing ass cold. For no reason. For no reason. No AC. Like, all it's of not a sudden, like, outside. say it's fucking blistering ass hot in your living room, and then you go. It's just ice. And you walk into your bedroom, and mm-hmm. it's also supposed to be fucking blistering ass hot and you walk in there and it's just fucking cold and then you just feel like there's something there like that is my number one fear (laughs) i shit you not so it's just so you can imagine these police officers too walking in and it was granted she died in august of 1991 so if they went in about a year later and started doing these investigations you'd think it was probably around summertime or early fall when they went in so it wouldn't have the reason to be that cold no it wouldn't no not in spain no so um so that was my first one is either the mold or the low level carbon monoxide poisoning um but those theories have just been thrown out there and there's no scientific basis to hold that as the incredible cause of death um the second theory i have is a psychotic break uh but what would have caused that psychotic break paranoia stemmed from an undiagnosed schizophrenia but it doesn't run in the family. You know what, though? If you think about it, there might not always be that genetic factor that affects that. Or maybe a Stephanie, maybe there was a family member that they weren't aware of because it was just not documented that there was family history of it. But maybe it skipped a couple generations or maybe there's a family member that she didn't know. Or maybe she just happened to have that DNA chemistry or genetic makeup that it was just going to hit at a certain age or a certain level or Something, a psychotic break see, that stemmed no, the schizophrenia. I can see the psychotic break. But at the same time, I think a lot of, like, not religious people, but religious people <laughs> that will, like, argue, like, no, if you're acting like that, then you're possessed. Well, you know, sometimes people who are schizophrenic just act like they that. They just act like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not actually possessed. Like, no, there's actually a really great movie that shows that example, and it's called Bitch. You should look it up. It's an independent movie on um, Netflix. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, Mike and my boyfriend and I, we actually watched that and we had no idea what we were in for but it goes on a basis of like a psychotic break and like turning into something that dude is a safe zone for you i will say you know when you reach that breaking point for me like when my anxiety gets to that point of where i just scream yeah i just scream and you like fight and you want to punch things and stuff like that like it feels good to release all of that energy Mm -hmm. but it just lasts for like a, short a minute, yeah. a minute or two, and then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. But like, 
these guys can like go and go and go and go and go and keep that same energy. With like a psychotic break? Or, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To keep that same energy level for God knows how long. Like, or maybe it could just feel like ours when it's really not. Yeah, well, also watch that movie Split. I mean, it's... I if did. If you guys see, that I've seen movie. that movie, it talks a great deal about psychotic break. And a lot of serial killers, not just kind of going on a tangent, but a lot of serial killers dealt with child abuse, and a lot of them felt like they had this um, identity when they formed, like, started to kill people and started to really get off on that and understanding themselves more because they weren't widely accepted just in general as human beings. They did deal with a lot of abuse, most of them, during their childhood, whether it be emotional, physical, mental, whatever. So who knows what was going on in Estefania's life? I didn't hear anything about child abuse, but we don't know what her breaking point was or what happened or what might have caused it if it was a psychotic break. Was she getting bullied at fucking school? Was she getting like, bullied? Jesus. I mean, right now we're dealing with a huge uh, women's empowerment movement here in the U.S. where, uh, you know, uh, peeing power for Planned Parenthood, um, going against the rape culture, all this stuff. So who knows what might have happened that she just didn't share because she came from more of a conservative religious household a very just middle class in Spain maybe they were just very quiet about that and something happened and it caused her to just kind of break and have this moment of like I can't be here I can't be myself anymore it's possible it is so physiologically speaking (laughs) um, word of the day (laughs) a word of the day look it up and if it is not a real word which I'm pretty sure you'd be wrong but if it is not you can definitely share that with me. Those are fighting words. <laughs> they are fighting words. So feel free to comment. Come at me, grammar Nazis. Come <laughs> at me. Um, uh, physiologically speaking, her hallucinations could have caused her to have a heart attack from fright, which I mentioned earlier. Dude, that's no joke. But if you think like you're seeing something, I don't care. When you're a kid and you're like making shapes out of shadows and you actually think that's there... That shit scares you. Have you ever been so fucking frightened that you literally think you're gonna die? Yeah, your heart starts pounding. Yes, You feel okay. the blood rush to so your head. I absolutely refuse to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre because that shit freaks me the fuck really? out. That is the only thing that I refuse to watch. <laughs> and the reason being is I saw it for the first time when I was 11 years old. My mm-hmm. dad rented it when Blockbuster was still fucking uh, around. I love Blockbuster. I miss for, it like, so much. For like its last years. And so we rented it and we brought it home and I was watching it and... Like, my dad usually had, like, all of his friends over barbecuing and stuff like that. And then I was just sitting there watching it. And then all of a sudden, like, this guy with a chainsaw comes through. Halloween comes around. We go to the Fright Dome because I lived in Vegas at the time. So they turned the Adventure Dome into Fright Dome, which is just, like, this giant, like, haunted house, like, extravaganza. Oh, my gosh. Pretty much. Like, they have. So awesome. They have. I miss haunted houses. Fog. Like, everywhere you can get on rides, and, like, the characters would get on rides with you. Like, I had this crazy-ass clown-looking dude who looked like he broke out of an insane asylum, said his name was Happy, and he sat next to me on the little pirate, like, pendulum thing, and he was just like, and I was just like, ah-ha-ha, ha 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 fucking weird. But... So they had also a Jason. He would just like walk around. He was super tall. Yeah. He would just walk around, stare at you. Oh, Jason for yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Leather just, face. Leather, leather face, face. Yes. Yeah. They had a haunted house. Yeah. Right. That had a chainsaw, and it was called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, yeah. And you could just hear the chainsaw. Oh, and so then scary. I guess they took a break from it, and then the guy came out, and he's like, rrr, rrr, and I like looked behind me, and it was just fog, strobe lights. I just see this guy's shadow with oh, a chainsaw. Chainsaw, and I was just like, Shit, I'm 11 run. years old, and I'm like, run. I was like, where the fuck is my dad? Where is he? <laughs> dad, you're supposed to save me. You're supposed to be the shield through this chainsaw. And then that's when I ran into Jason, and then he just looked at me, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. You're like, I don't want to run into anyone more of you guys. I don't no want to run into Mike Myers. I don't no want to run into Freddie. No I'm just gonna say this right now. I fucking miss. Uh, haunted houses. I miss him so much. Haunted houses, haunted corn ro- or cornfields. Dude, like, every time I ask somebody, haunted warehouses. Like Halloween comes around, I ask anybody want to go to a haunted house? Anybody? Anybody? 
no, no. They don't do them no. well anymore, and it sucks. Like, there's no, like, passion touch for anybody. horror. Then don't run up on me, and I won't fucking touch you. All right, I got to tell you the, the, the story I about my mom. I lost my fucking Neff beanie in oh, the, when Rise was still, oh, like, really? up and stuff yeah. like that, and they had the... The like haunted house, house underneath. Yeah. yeah. I was going through the haunted house and there was like that like, um, it was like a like, fuck, it, like a bounce house. Oh yeah, like, like those that big like, that, like yeah. Just, like it's like air and you just have to like, like push air walls your way and you gotta it, bump through it. And yeah. it's like super claustrophobic mm-hmm. and it kind of makes you like panic a little bit. Yeah. I lost my fucking beanie in that. That sucks. You came out and you so didn't have mad. your beanie. That sucks. Uh, I gotta tell you though a story about my mom so we went to Universal Studios and this was right after Van Helsing came out so everyone was like into werewolves and haunted houses and like vampires and all that cool stuff um, so you know my mom t- takes us through and with four 16 year old boys granted I'm like 16 at the time uh, four 16 year old boys all lined up behind my mom Okay. Uh, my mom's husband at the time, which is my sister's stepdad, was waiting outside with my sister because they didn't want to go through. My mom literally leads the gang of us, and I'm so freaked out. And they should have taken her umbrella because my mom is also, she took off her glasses. She didn't want to get accidentally hit in the face and, like, have something happen. So mm-hmm. she took off her glasses. She had an umbrella because it was a very hot day. She's going through, right? She's got her umbrella, like, as if it's a bat, which you think <laughs> you take away from someone at the beginning. But, of course, they didn't because they weren't thinking about it at Universal Studios. So... My mom's going through, right, and everything's jumping out and scaring her, but my mom's, like, got this really good hold on the umbrella. She hasn't swung yet. This security guard decides that he's going to be a dumbass and shine his light straight at us, jump out. My mom gets so freaked out because he came super close to her face. She swung at him. I mean, she swung at him. I've never been, like, more proud of my mom except for this moment because it was awesome. Um, She swung at him. And he's, like, trying to hold back tears. And my mom realizes that it wasn't a prop guy, that it was an actual security guard. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he's like, ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to, to follow me and leave the haunted house. So, of course, we all bunker down. The, the 16-year-old boys end up realizing that they're probably strong enough to deal with this on their own. So they finished through the haunted house. Mm-hmm. We go throughout the emergency exit. And he's got this, like, black eye. Oh, my God. And he's literally trying to tell my mom, who at that time was, like, in her 40s, that she's gonna have to go to Universal Studios jail for like the day. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god, your mom went to Universal Studios no. jail? My mom fought with a 16 year old security guard. Maybe he was 17, I don't know. Um, but she fought with him. She made him get his manager, explained him the situation, and the guy was like, well first off, why wasn't her umbrella taken? And secondly, why would you jump out and scare her? You got hit in the face because that's your fault, literally looking at the 17 year old kid. But my mom was very apologetic. She did try to buy him, like, shaved ice and stuff, which he refused because he was probably super embarrassed. Like, especially me being, like, a 16-year-old girl. He probably felt, like, more, like, vulnerable. Like, oh, shit, now I got a black eye and it's from this girl's mom. And it was with her pink umbrella that she used for shade. Um, Anyways, going back to the story, side note, there just needs to be better haunted houses out there. Like, seriously. We're in Reno, Nevada. Get it together. Um... Theory number three, which we've talked well about now. Demonic possession. Ding, 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 ding. Lisa's always got a prime suspect. (laughs) Yes, prime suspect. It was a demon named... He has to have some weird name like Arsifice or something. No, Bill. Bill Arsifice. <laughs> the way it like he sounds drives, like it's got he drives a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> it's got he works that a nine to five job. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, he's got like a little souped up Dodge Stratus too. Like he's not like the cool demon. He's just like the really like he a douchebaggy demon. He carries that briefcase, and the little fedora. Oh my! If he were like, a fedora, I'm here to possess you today. He'd have to have Espania. one breaking case because a demon that wears a fedora. I'm sorry, you aren't going to be high ranking. Maybe he was just trying, man. It seems like he was trying. He was just trying in his first demonic possession. He couldn't even make last a year. 
Well, I mean, but maybe that got him, like, a badge. Like, oh, hey, you got that girl in, like, two to six months. Most people take, like, two years. <laughs> you get your promotion. You get the corner office. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> there could have been that. Yeah, he's got, like, a little nameplate. Bill Arsifis. You know? <laughs> Demon of the year. Dude, employee just of the year. imagining, like, these little devils. Like, just chilling around the fucking, like, water cooler talking about, about their Bill? possessions. Yeah, Bill Arsifis. Did you hear about Bill? Did you I hear what happened? What happened to Bill? What happened? Well, apparently... Did he, he fuck got up this, again? No, he got a teenage girl. Well, I guess, you know, I mean, he did pry on a teenage girl. Let's be honest. But the girl died in, like, six months. What? Yes. Yeah. Six months. It took him, like, 36 months on his last one. I know. He's getting it down. He's get, <laughs> Did you see his new office? He's not wearing that fedora anymore. He got the corner office? Yeah. I wanted that. Well, you're going to have to kill another teenage girl. Motherfucker. Less than six months this time. Man, commission is not good on those ones. No, no. It's not good. Definitely not. So, uh, going back to the reasons why we think it was demonic possession was A, opening up a Ouija portal. We don't know what she uh, opened it up to, but plus she never closed it. So that's kind of scary, which it is supposed to be, you know, you are supposed to close it properly. Watch all the ghost hunting shows that you want to watch. Whenever they do a seance, they always close out the session. Um, Two, she dabbled in the occult, which that's all it primarily says in most articles. So what it means by dabbling, I don't know. Uh, Did she... I feel like that's such a loose term. I dabbled in vehicles. Yeah, what'd you do? Get your palm read and that was it? Like... I'm sorry, there's a, there's a huge spectrum of the occult. Linda. Linda. I dabbled in the occult today. You get your cards read? I got my cards read. Oh my gosh, did they tell you about your love life? <sighs> they said Ricky was cheating on me. Oh my gosh. Well, hey, there's always Bill Ossifus, though. I heard you got the office. <laughs> you can always go hit him up. He's got that pay raise now. Oh. Um, three are the fits of rage, almost split personality, with growling and barking at her younger siblings. Which I thought was really kind of weird. very animalistic. Yeah, which also kind of goes back to the psychotic break. A lot of people go back to very animalistic behavior during a psychotic break. So those two are kind of interlinked, I feel. Yeah. Um, and fourth uh no sorry there's actually a few things actually um so fourth reason why i think it's a demonic possession is uh uh crucifixes were damaged in the house splitting jesus See, from the how cross how do you explain that how do you explain that i mean I, I feel like when it comes to that type of possession that kind of activity it usually targets the religious affiliation which in this case would have been the cross and jesus unless it was planted to look like that which i don't know um uh, five tall, shadowy people, um, and a lot of people who are experienced as psychic mediums, as well as people who are uh, religiously affiliated with the Christian religion, do believe that shadow people are demonic spirits. Um, a lot of times, they are mostly induced by drug use, which kind of goes back to her inhaling like that gray mist. Like, what if the girls were kind of lying and they were? Just, she was just doing meth and she was seeing all these meth monsters, you yes. know? Because like, meth is gray. Well, you know what I'm saying, though? But that's just something they were giving her. She could have been just doing this on the time, and she was telling her parents, oh, I just dabbled in the occult, but really, she's just dabbling with meth. Dude. Oh, man. Hallucinations. You're staying up for long periods of time. You've got that. Also, Mrs. Gutierrez, there is a report with the police that she was told the police that she had been strangled by a shadowy figure and it like almost like she'd seen these shadowy figures and the report states that she felt an invisible being on top of her like getting close to her then finally going on top of her strangling her like physical strangulation see yeah he's got the right idea what nope Nope. yeah that's what Cyrus he's saying nope no shadow people nope no meth monsters nope no strangulation nope I mean Mr. Gutierrez I just feel bad because this entire time they have not been able to mourn their daughter and it's been like up to two years before they were able to kind of be at peace but um the two friends oh yeah so I already went about the whole um black mist so the fourth was drug use which I mean could lead to hallucinations was she being poisoned what did she take um, fucking oh. aliens. Yeah, so five. <laughs> Which I've just got aliens, like a question mark. Aliens. Yeah, what some people deem as demons, other people deem as aliens. It's a su- difference in supernatural being that you don't know. So yeah. sometimes people aren't comfortable with the term 
demons or demonic possession. So aliens is a, a suitable term. Dude, Some people do dude. prefer aliens over so, demons and angels. Some people prefer that. I mean, I have to save that for the alien episode. I'm not giving away my theory on aliens. You guys will have to listen through to you this because trust me, this theory on aliens will have you mind fucked. No, no, no. Not mind blown. No, no, no. Yeah, not just stoned and mind blown. No. It will have you seriously mind fucked. Okay? Okay? If you didn't get that, she's gonna fuck with your mind on this one. Yeah. You better fucking... Like, you're gonna have to figure it out. You're gonna be stoned. You're gonna be stoned, instantly sober, and back to being stoned because you just can't handle that shit. Dude, you're probably gonna think I'm on way too many drugs, and I'm really not... No, this is just Lisa's brain. This is why we're friends. Our brains go into a very dark, deeper level. It's it's just a very open perspective. Very creative. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I guess you could say a very creative aspect of things. Yeah, so like if you were to bring this to like your parents when you were like 11 or 13 years old, okay, they'd probably be like, you know what, you would make a really great writer. A really great right. You know what? Go write that down. And Lisa's Make like, no, story. these are real theories I have. Like, no, these are like real things that I think could have possibly happened. Yeah. So, Who knows? If if everything is possible, then who's to say what is not possible? It's just it's stems from our true. minds what is actually true. I mean, just granted, think about it. Like, think about this. When you think of scenarios, like mm-hmm. when you think of like science experiments, you have different outcomes right mm-hmm. if you use the same tools but like different scenarios each time yeah, how you use factors, it like think those are all possibilities that could happen those are mm-hmm. all possibilities that could they just exponentially, right exponentially grow at the same time with results know. yeah there you go that's what i'm saying aliens demonic possession what if this was like a weird case aliens where everything was happening where not. everything was happening and it was just not just one thing happening. Like, this girl was attached with, like, five different things. Like, she was dabbling the cult, on drugs, had really a psychotic bad. break, had demonic possession, and then was encountered with aliens. I feel like that's just very bad luck. <laughs> I, I will say this. It was very chilling to hear the story, though. Because it's unsolved. There's not a lot of No cause of death. It. There's no cause of death. Like, even the family was still feeling it. So, it was very creepy, especially when you're... St- like you're just thinking about it and you're like dude too creepy yeah no this and watch watch Veronica I'm just telling you go on Netflix watch Veronica so let's turn this mood around into literal what the fuck okay yes my creepy fact of the day I want to hear it a family of people with blue skin lived in Kentucky for many generations the full gates of Troublesome Creek are thought to have gained their blue skin through combinations of inbreeding and a rare genetic condition known as methamogalobin. Oh, he was like Methyl- the guy that created whatever. the Smurfs. Remember, he was actually blue? Yes. He had like that weird, like, uh, is it iron deficiency or something? Was It was something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. Well, it's a very long word, so if you want it, you can, you can look oh, it up. She'll post it on hemoglobin. the website. Okay, so when you're pregnant, you have to get tests for your hemoglobins, okay? <laughs> and when I first got my test to go to LabCorp to get it done, yeah. I thought it said hemoglobin. And I was like, hey, so excited Sammy, you love I gotta go to get my hemoglobins, like, fucking <laughs> tested. And he's like, you mean hemoglobin? And I was like, no, hemoglobin. Go- goblin. Like, goblin, like, Like, I'm growing a little goblin. goblin, I gotta get it yeah. tested. And he's like, no, that says uh, Globin, and I was like, oh, uh, but it, it looks like much goblin. More interesting if they did a goblin it test. Looks, it looks like goblin. See, like you yeah, just have to switch. This. You just have to switch like the O and the L. Methemoglobinemia. Globin. Methemoglobinemia. There you go. We'll post it on the website. You can just look it up. Yeah, that's a real word. Actually, so, yeah. People can get blue skin by inbreeding, inbreeding and a genetic and condition. Yeah, I could see that. I think inbreeding stems a lot of like interesting connections. So, I just to kind of like nerd out for a minute. My boyfriend Dude. and I recently watched Logan, which was all right. We were expecting to be better. I really like the Wolverine, but there is a um, albino 
that has this gift for like sniffing out mutants mm-hmm. in it and he's been in other movies um anyways so i have this weird theory that like some people are gifted as like genetic mutants you know like there's a really good genetic mutation which is why most people breed with like beautiful people because supposedly there's like that genetic mutation that you want your kids to have the best outcome but i do believe like inbreeding kind of retracts that and it gives you the worst factors that you could have because it's messing up your DNA spectrum too much through the commonalities you're not getting enough of the difference but I think it like retracts instead of being a mutant you become like an albino mutant sniffer (laughs) or you turn blue (laughs) that was just a nerd out though I'm pretty sure. did you also know that like um royalty they would inbreed so when they would get their portraits blue bloods so when they get their portraits done they would actually, um, the the person who's doing the portrait would actually tweak it so that they looked, looked normal. They looked um, attractive. Weird. That is totally true. Because there's that and that actually not. prince in Spain or some some prominent. Uh, I think he might have become a king. I'll have to find it. It was like in the 16, 1700s, <laughs> but he was actually known for his jaw. Mm-hmm. And for his chin, it was super big. He had, like, a really oblong, like, Frankenstein face. Mm-hmm. And so what ended up happening, it was because because of inbreeding. Yeah. That caused him to have, so like, this Frankenstein like, face. Him, they would make him look cute. Oh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. It's okay. What is your current event? All right. So, people, I've got really good controversy, news. Controversy. 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 Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Vice published an article, and this was probably two to three weeks back, maybe even a month ago, about the abuse that women endure during childbirth. And this is something that I've never thought about. I didn't know. I would definitely highly suggest looking up the article, but it made me look and want to research a little bit more. Um, the article uh, talks about one specific case where a woman that had preferred natural water birth was actually given a forced natural birth with no epidural and because of this forced natural birth and no lack of consideration for what she needed and some other horrific factors that you'll have to read. I don't want to necessarily state it on on uh, our podcast. Um, she is unable to give birth again, and she gave birth to a healthy boy, which was nice, but she's unable to give birth again as well as have a natural sex life because of the uh, abuse that she endured. So she's actually seeking for a law to be passed in the Supreme Court right now um, to help women's rights in the labor room. Uh, but you'll look that up. Go on Vice. Check it out. Uh, NPR posted an article earlier this week that talked about how California is trying to prevent um, women dying during childbirth. And that article states that they're having a higher team of trained nurses to help women that deal with, like, hemorrhaging, that deal with unforeseen factors so that there can be a higher survival rate, as well as more trained professionals so that there can be lack of that abuse that might be seen in other hospitals or have that more of the knowledge, you know? Sometimes more knowledge is more power, and more power means more responsibility, as always. So I really love that California is taking this step forward in meeting that approach for safer um, labor rooms, safer women giving mm-hmm. birth. As, as, as they should, because... Yeah. It's really sad the mortality rate for women who actually do give birth here in the United States versus other countries. It's super high, even compared to third world countries. It's just the lack of staffing and so many women giving birth that when something happens, sometimes they're just not trained. And this is something I've never known. You have to realize that, like, the mother is basically risking her own life to give somebody else life. It's completely... It's because, you, you know, the woman's body goes through this like detrimental amount of pain you're pushing something that is like eight pounds out of like your panocha yeah okay like yeah that shit's gonna hurt oh and then your body your body naturally is just convulsing too like just trying to be like get this thing out it's it's fucking trippy to see Mm -hmm. it's fucking awesome yeah to watch to go through it myself i my labor my first labor it was only eight hours, which is unheard of. Oh, wow. For first-time moms. Usually, they're in labor for close to 48 hours. Oh. Yeah. For me, no, it was eight. I oh, think, that's I think, nice. But here's the thing is I think my second child is going to definitely be the one that's, like, 48 hours. 48 hours. Pain. <laughs> giving you ice chips. Yeah. 
So I've never had natural birth. I do have a stepdaughter, um, but I have not had natural birth. But some of the stories that my girlfriends told me, I'm just very amazed. Like it's quite an act. It's quite a, like a her like a, a like a heroin act. Like in trust a good, me, yeah. Like you are very confident in your body now, and you're yeah. very like I love being a woman. After you have a kid, like don't get me wrong, you'll get those feelings of like oh, I feel like shit. Ugh. I can't believe, like, I look so gross, I didn't look like the way I looked before, blah, 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 but once you realize what your body actually did, and what it is and how still cool doing, it is. Yeah. like, there's, there's nothing that beats that. You're like, I yeah. popped out a human being. Like, seriously, that's, and that's fucking... right there. <laughs> to be honest, to me, that is, like, the most beautiful part. Like, I am totally for childbirth, totally for... You know, even women that don't want to have childbirth, by all means, it's all your choice. But childbirth, to me, is such an amazing act. Like, there's a lot of ancient civilizations that believe that women were these trees of life and bears of fruit. Have you seen a and placenta? How no, I have not actually. Have you ever yeah. seen Mike, an actual you've seen placenta? One? Have you seen one? No, that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the placenta itself, if you wa- if you look at it, you've got the. Uh, what is it? What do you think you marinated the chicken? <laughs> oh, get the f out. We had chicken for dinner. Um, if you look at the placenta, where the umbilical cord is, yeah. to where it goes into the actual like womb, the part yeah. of the placenta and the veins and all yeah. that, it looks like there's the stem, and then you have all of, or like you have like the roots and like the big part of the tree, and then like the little branches. Like it wow. literally looks, looks like, like a tree, like a tree of yeah. life. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? that is so. How rewarding. And then you've got this little man right here, Osiris. Can you say hi? Hi. Say hi. I'm not saying hi to Osiris is super cute, so I'm glad Lisa had Osiris. Um, he is, you're the, he's a child you're hearing in the background. He's really rad, though. And like I said, I think that's such a great act Fearless. to just even do. And, like, just do on your own. Like, my cousin right now, she's pregnant. I couldn't be more happy for her. My other cousin has had four kids. My other cousin was living in Australia when she gave birth to her third kid. And Australia's got a really cool healthcare system. But basically, they do it very naturally where you... You grab the baby yourself and you pull the baby Hell out no. yourself. No, she literally did him. that. I mean, it was like drop the goon status. I'd be like, I'm gonna drop this fucking thing. <laughs> I dropped it. No, it was like blue lagoon status where she just like, she got down and dirty, picked up her child, and she like, I mean, that is Amazonian for That's sure. Awesome. That is fucking rad. So I, I am for any type of childbirth and for any person who wants to have kids I just really love the fact of what the human body can do kudos for moms Woo! kudos for the human body yes don't worry men we'll get some really cool facts in there for yeah, you yeah we'll do some really cool like father facts or just men in general facts yeah. Ooh, we got a lot yeah so um that's today's episode yeah, yeah. it's kind of like who wore better yeah. who died better Babies. Veronica the it's Netflix fun. horror or a Stephanie at the real life story that that was based on. Yeah, you guys decide which one is a more compelling one, Hollywood or real life. Yeah. Because real life is kind of a mystery and it doesn't offer as much as Hollywood, but Hollywood's got those it takes the descriptions and it takes it loosely based on to Let's where it gets you intrigued. Dramatically explain this situation. Yeah. For a 2 hour <laughs> event. Exactly. But you know what? Um, check out Veronica because it's extremely trippy. I would say I'm gonna have if you're brave, to watch do it stoned, do it on something because it definitely gives that extra factor. I'll have to watch it later. But it. anyways, that yes. was today's show. You yes. guys have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week. See you next Wednesday at 420. Take right. care. Bye. Bye.